0: Hello and welcome to How Much For A Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual Lucy. tattooist and an actual knob me. You alright?
1: Yeah, how
0: are you? Good, you've been to Scotland again?
1: I've been to Scotland. Oh, it was very pleasant. We got the train up, we just had a little weekend in Edinburgh and it was well nice. We had lots of haggis because it's burn, well it's burn's night, yes, yeah. So when this comes out it'll be like last week. Uh, yeah, it was last like, well, I took Grant to Dundee as well.
0: Is that his first time there?
1: Yes, first did time. He, did he love it? He said it was the best place on earth. And I know he's going to listen to this. I
0: and saw he said that, that said the weather was set fair because every time you go up there, it's like trying to coax him into moving yeah. up there. I mean, it. <laughs> look how sunny it is here all the time it's it's never gray and wet and (laughs) sideways sleet into your neck and face it's always sunny (laughs) never
1: never um the only difference like last time i went up because we were on the west coast it was all little villages and that he didn't really experience any of the crackheads that you get in a fine scottish city yeah um and this time there are a lot of junkies especially like being in edinburgh city center and then dundee um so that was a new thing for him, but no, it was, oh, it was just nice. Like we went to see Danielle, went out for dinner and that we went to this bar that I went to the last time I was up and, um, they do a pickleback. Have you ever had one of those?
0: You've told me about them.
1: Yeah, so it's a shot of bourbon and then a shot of whiskey, I've uh, not whiskey, and then a shot of pickle brine, like yeah. gherkin brine, but they tried to make it nicer by making it strawberry brine, which obviously doesn't work at all. It's yeah. literally what pickled strawberries, like just adding some strawberry strawberry flavour into that's the not brine. What the
0: thing is. I've had that um I think it's called bullet whiskey, it sponsors yeah, nice. a bit of um sponsors a bit of the VIP. Bit at um, festivals, and they were giving them out. They were just walking around, going, You've, you've got, you you can have one of ours, but you've got to I have love this.
1: A bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Brand you've got to have this a shot of uh, Gherkin snot. Yeah, I had one. No, it no, I didn't mind
1: present. it. I don't, yeah, I didn't mind at all. We also did like, um, we had a shot of tequila that comes with a shot of, it's called Verdito. Um, it's tequila Verdito or something, which is basically like we were calling it a salad shot, <laughs> and it's coriander nah. and um jalapenos and pineapple juice and you have it as a chaser to your tequila um yeah it's just like a short salad
0: that sounds very mexican it like it, a little yeah, alcoholic salsa
1: it is mexican yeah. yeah uh that was okay also okay
0: good i've been to <laughs> see
1: that was a drinking experience
0: <laughs> good i've been to see friend of the show daryl watson and got a tattoo <gasps> on my leg shin yes. tattoos they're good second one the the other <laughs> shins covered but i've sort of it's only got sort of little bits and bobs on it but yeah a couple of hours solid onto the under oh. the bone smarted a He's, bit but
1: his tattoos are solid as well like a full color
0: yeah surprisingly mind... gentle though
1: uh, yeah well i was numb so yeah. <laughs> um, i i actually haven't minded the shins yeah. compared to like the back of the calf They're not as. I've I've
0: told you this before, and I don't know if it is bollocks or if it's just some sort of psychosomatic, or if that's the right word. Don't know. Just your brain doing that. But if you if I can see what's going on, it hurts less. Doesn't matter where on the body.
1: Oh yeah, some people say
0: that. Yeah, like I like watching do it. It's like you know when it's coming. Whereas if it's on your back, it takes you by surprise a bit. I don't know. I think I've just made it up, but yeah, I think that might be Uh, yeah
1: then it, sometimes it's like it's worse because you can see how much there is left to do
0: I feel like, like that. oh my
1: god it hurts as much I have only done one line
0: I always convince myself that oh, I must be nearly done that and they go right that's just uh, so do you want to have a look at that I'm just going to have a cigarette we've got another 45 hours you go oh <laughs> um, but it's it's of a of a of a traditional um red rose with a scythe through it and some blood and some moons and that and it's beautiful and it's fucking smart just fuck meat. But I, w- I went to cricket training on um, yesterday. So Oof. I um, wrapped it er- in some cling film. But it's my back leg, so it's fine. It wasn't getting struck. But one it- of the lads, because obviously I live in Yorkshire and the Yorkshire has a white rose and Lancashire has a red rose. Yes. So it
1: was your back leg, leg. of three.
0: No. So um, you stand side on when you're batting. So the front leg is my left leg, which the ball hits. Back leg doesn't get hit so he's so not
1: got three legs no well, obviously not in that way hey but like like three or four
0: no nah, just the maybe
1: two. five like a like a wonky the table. Uh,
0: the guys do call me tripod in the dressing room no they don't no that's just because i brought my camera in once to take pictures of their dicks
1: <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god i've I have signed up to do something incredibly stupid. If you could think of one thing that I would absolutely hate to do, um,
0: go through. Um, what, do you remember Gillian McKeith, the fake doctor from off of the telly? She <laughs> she used to go through everyone's stool samples and tell them that they are wankers. that.
1: <laughs> I would hate to do that, but that's not <laughs> what I've signed up for because I would never ever sign up for that. Um, it's something something that people do for like charity. And um, it kills everyone that tries it. Marathon? Fucking hell. Like, oh. what's wrong? <laughs> you know me. I don't, we've I been know, friends that's, that's... for a long time. Um, no, I've signed up to do three peaks.
0: Ah.
1: Yeah. And my friend, mm. who's a PT, and my PT said, are you, what? She's like, are you doing it in 24 hours? And I was like, fuck no. So we're going to do it. Like, the guy who runs where I volunteer, he was talking about doing it and wanted to do it for a charity and then he wants to do some fundraising for some theater equipment because they're building a theater there
2: nice
0: So
1: he was like actually i'm just going to fundraise for us so i was like oh all right then i'll do it too because i know some people that might sponsor me in that so prepare to be absolutely spammed with sponsorship shit for the next i don't know five months or however long we're doing it in august
0: better get some boots get them get them strode in um, yeah, have so you ever what, done I was, it? what I was saying? So I've got a red rose, which is oh, symbol. sorry, sorry, that's all right. Sorry. It's the, what? what's the symbol of like oh red, my god,
1: let me tell you a story like Lancashire. Shut up, today. Um, I saw some grass in a field wow. and there
0: was a tree, <laughs> yeah. So they just muted you. What are you going on there? So I've got this uh, this red rose, and that's the symbol of Lancashire. Um, and I'm in Yorkshire, so that's the, the white rose. Someone says you haven't got a you haven't got a red rose there, have you? And I was like, uh, yeah, but I have got a scythe going through it, so in fact, effectively, I'm killing the red rose, so it's fine, right? Lucy's being on mute. Thanks there very much.
1: If only you could do that in real life, eh? IRL.
0: Um, <laughs> we'll do. We'll uh, do. What? What did you actually have something to say? or Were you just talking about grass and fields?
1: Nah, I just want to be a dick.
0: Yeah um i love that you got
1: sports into the intro thank you
0: our guest this week
1: oh she's
0: fucking lush the rabbit queen
1: the The rabbit the sad girl queen yeah Uh, a couple of things to note about this episode we had some sound difficulties, so there's a few dodgy bits. Takes us back to the old school. Yeah. Um, also, like, with some bits where I forget that we're on a podcast that isn't being recorded, and I'm showing stuff. We're talking about the house and her house and collections and stuff, and I'm showing things of the house um, that obviously you can't see because it's a podcast, so I'm sorry about that, but I'll whack some pictures up so you know what I'm chatting about.
0: And there is a very big... um. Trigger warning for those of you that don't like poo. In this. and That's a
1: very big trigger warning. If only yeah. I'd have known this <laughs> before doing it, I could have done with the trigger warning. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it goes, it goes into poo in abstract detail uh, very quickly.
1: Yeah, and, and not throughout. me this time. So, adult themes throughout. Um, definitely a bit of you, actually. One of these. Oh no, I cute... encourage
0: it, but I didn't. I didn't commence it. <laughs>
1: One of the poo stories on that you told on here So I told somebody on the train to Edinburgh yeah. Because like, um, Grant and I ordered a couple of sandwiches from the little cafe Because now you can like, I haven't been on a train for so long So this is like mega for me Like scan the QR code, order your sandwich And then they deliver it to your table
0: Boom.
1: And um, But she brought one and I went Oh, I think there's another one coming And she scuttled off and came back And she was like I'm so sorry, I've cancelled your order, you don't have to pay for either of them, because um, that was our mistake. I was like, love you. So the table next to me went, did you just get those both for free? And I was like, yeah, but let me tell you another story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that story, Um, I think, is exclusively available uh, on this episode (laughs) of the podcast. But to be honest, I'm 100% confident that I've said it before. Like I said, Lucy and I spend... I reckon between 60 and 75% of our time on a podcast saying, have I said this before? I think I've said yeah. this before. So apologies. And sorry, I was quite impressed with something I said, join in if you know the word. So if you do hear a story we've already said, feel free to just carry <laughs> it on and, and finish it yourself.
1: You've definitely said that before.
0: Thank you. Um, what else? Have we, got? have we got any any other things to say? Or should we not? Should we just get on with
1: it? Let's get on with it. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing us. Yeah. But you want to hear Beth Rose, the fucking lushest, oh, just the most amazing human. A pleasure Absolutely. to chat to her.
0: So without further ado, this is a episode, without further ado. <laughs> without further ado, talk, this is episode 37 <laughs> of How Much for a Sleeve with Beth Rose.
2: Poo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this week we have the most beautiful face that we've had on the show no offense um no offense to you beth we've got mick <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey,
1: hello. Um, <laughs> the gorgeous beth rose thank you so much for having me i'm so honored oh stop no, thanks for coming on, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. And we were literally just talking about, we're gonna go straight, like just cut to the chase here. We're just talking about your rabbits and um I want to hear all about them. How many have you got? I have seven now.
3: Um I have my my oldest is Selke, who's my best friend, the center of my universe, the reason for my being. Um I have (laughs) I have her three sons, and then I've picked up three more along the way. So there's Selkie, Kelpie, Milk, Trouble, Viper, Tofu, and Sudo. It's a oh my God. big gang. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. they're such great names. Oh, thank you. They,
3: I'm like very specific when it comes to animal or anyone's names. I know that I name people, but, um, you know, I like, I, like <laughs> them. I like them to come to me. So, yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good.
0: <laughs> Are they all Are house they- rabbits?
3: They are, yeah. They're free room house rabbits. So they, well, they have one cage that the door's always open to, so they can come in and out. But they're just like cats, you know, they're litter trained and they just kick about, do what they need to do. I don't know where they are at any given time, usually somewhere they shouldn't be, but that's okay. That's their house too. We all, we all share.
0: I think that's awesome. Do they, that is awesome. Do, do they, I'm going to go straight to poo. Do they, so when you say they're litter trained, is that the same as you would a cat just, from
2: yeah,
3: totally it's when really they're a little um usually rabbits will find like a corner that they like to piss and poop in anyway they're quite private animals they'll find a discreet little corner for their business so if you um if you just put a litter tree in that corner they'll use it naturally and right. then once they're used to jumping into the litter tray, then they'll, they'll do that so it's really easy to do i think a lot of people don't realize that uh, you can keep rabbits like that but yeah, they're great. They're like little dogs, <laughs> little cats. I would hybrids. always
0: assume that they chew everything as well. Is that? Oh, they fucking do. <laughs> no, they what, do. Like... And stuff? Yeah. yeah, but you
3: can get um everything in my house has like pet cables on it. So, I mean, right. they'll chew through those as well, but that buys you some time. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to replace replacing pet cables. Is easier than I imagine replacing houses after and rabbits after electric. Uh, replacing the rabbits,
3: yeah. So I heard. I don't know how legitimate this is, but I heard one time that rabbits have like a sense about when they're nearing electricity or something. I might be talking absolute garbage, but I have had <laughs> so many rabbits chew through so many wires, and they're all still alive.
0: Yeah. And,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Someone it's told very, me
0: a very pet thing to do. I think like just oh, get assholes. to the absolute edge of absolute destruction and then just, yes. just bring it back or go find something else to knack yeah.
3: like children, <laughs> they know they know exactly how to push your buttons
0: without actually putting themselves
3: in
1: it <laughs> i had a friend who had a house rabbit and she um it didn't have like a litter tray it would just poo all over the bathroom floor sometimes just for no actually my guys are going through a bit
3: of a phase of this right now again it's like um it's like the terrible twos they just go through a phase where they're like you know what mom i don't want to piss in this box anymore i'm gonna do it right here in the middle of your bed and um (laughs) so you have to kind of begin the process again but you know it's worth it they're the most like loving hilarious little
0: animals but they're poo's pellets
3: yeah yeah so their diet is mostly hay anyway so it's really just compacted hay i mean I have absolutely no problems about just like picking up rabbit poo, and like I, I've lived with animals my whole life, so it doesn't phase me at all. But sometimes you do get people who are like, "That is disgusting! <laughs> You're sleeping yeah. in a bed filled with rabbit shit." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lucy had a um, had a pet bed toilet malfunction Ugh. recently, but it was it was cat piss, so I yeah. don't I don't think they're the same as. <laughs> um hard it was, compact was hay stool
1: yeah it was infuriating I just like I got home from work and I was tied in my bedroom and then pulled back a throw in my bed and there was a big puddle on the duvet and I was like fuck flip the duvet over it was on the other side it was on the sheet it was on the mattress protector but I hadn't made it to the mattress luckily so I had to do an emergency run to Dunelm to get some um, new bed was
3: there any bit of you that was like oh my gosh did I piss the bed last night <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it was
3: fun?
1: just like a little it was like a perfect little puddle and I think if it was me then I would have done it so much bigger yeah. do you know what? at least you're you know you're honest about it <laughs> yeah. yeah that's um that's it I did look at when I got a new mattress protector I was like should I get a waterproof one <laughs> so, no I've trained myself to use the litter tray so I'm okay now I trained I myself
0: know. to use the litter tray in the corner of the bathroom I've got a friend yeah. who I'm not gonna name who um gets drunk and wets the bed and he we were um we were at a wedding i'm not gonna say where because that'll narrow it down too much um (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he he took on too many beers wet the bed uh woke up realized he'd done it so what he did was he took his underpants off threw them out the window put fresh ones on got back in bed woke his wife up girlfriend at the time and said oh you've pissed the bed oh my god it's, 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 if i pissed it it would be over my genitals but it's just on the side well so, yeah. oh
1: my
3: god <laughs> yeah, you know, bad man i have so many stories if you've ever been tattooed by me or been in the vicinity while i'm tattooing not none of my clients get through a session without me telling a story about like shitting myself or like some kind of you know, because I have I have a gluten intolerance <laughs> and I have IBS and just, you know, like a you know, plethora of bowel problems. So I have so many shitting myself stories. I'm not even embarrassed about it um, uh-huh. because I, I think we all do things behind closed doors that we wouldn't you know necessarily want to admit. But um, I have to give people credit when they come up with stuff like this, you know, ingenious little life hacks <laughs> to get out of Because
0: that could have been... Um... I don't think it was last warning, but he was in the last chance car park of the saloon, if you know what I mean. I don't think he had many more.
1: Oh, what, with his miss? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> done so, it yeah.
1: so many times. Yeah. Anyway, this is not the first time that we've spoken about shitting yourself on uh, the pod. And I love that we've got to it before we've even said the word tattoo. <laughs> Again, like you do not, you cannot
3: talk to me without talking about poo. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> My least favorite subject ever. granted will be listening to this, going like, "I can't believe you've said the word." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: was, uh, I bring um, that out have, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done it at work? That was what we were speaking about when we had um, been on.
3: Oh, I mean like when I say shit myself I haven't actually done it like in my pants I haven't you know pooped <laughs> while I was tattooing but um we are building <laughs> our building is you know quite old and um it's really cool our toilet is actually like an authentic prisoner toilet it came out of a jail and um sometimes yes. the plumbing is a bit questionable so I won't lie I have fished my own poop out of a toilet and then <laughs> taken it outside and thrown it in a dumpster right before my client came in. Is
0: <laughs> I've got some, like, what with?
3: Because just... I, I... we know got... you
0: pick rabbit poop up with your hands.
3: No, it's a like, good thing is I had gloves at my disposal. I had gloves, I had cling film, I had a lot of paper towel... Um, you know, it was all, it was one of those like heart racing, oh my gosh, I've only got so much time to deal with this moment. <laughs> and I felt like I was in, you know, like an Armageddon movie. Um, I could hear the music playing in my head and I got it out and I was like, wow, I'm a fucking rock star. And I thought, okay, definitely do not tell your client that moments before they came in, you were <laughs>
0: 20 minutes were in, species. you did.
3: Do not tell them. And as soon as I the doorbell goes off and as soon as I open that door, I'm like, I can't hold it. I have to tell her (laughs) So within 20 seconds of this girl walking in the door. I was like, I have to tell you something. And I like told her this whole story. And it turns out um, five minutes later, I found out that she was the manager of Cloak and Dagger in London. So she works with all these like amazing tattoos oh. <laughs> and she fucking come up to Edinburgh and met this girl who's playing with poop in the morning before her appointment. God, oh horrifying. my God. And here I am I'm, talking about it on the internet.
1: <laughs> I have a friend and um, she had like blocked the toilet before going to work and then text a boyfriend and was like, mm, there's something for you to deal with and <laughs> had gone at it in the toilet and the outside drain without wearing a glove and he'd sent her a picture of his shitty hands and it's what <laughs> oh, my God. he like showed me this photo and i was like how the fuck is he with you like what the fuck the stuff you put him through and that stupidity why are you with him why isn't he wearing a glove <laughs> you get yeah. cholera or yeah. something i don't know <laughs> i'm I'm a mink, but like
3: I would never go at it barehanded for sure. Oh, I'd sooner cancel my client
1: before touch poop <laughs> with my barehand. Also, I love how you did it. So that she presumably wouldn't see your poo, and yeah. then you told her about it, and then you've told the nation all about do five dollars. You know this isn't the
3: first time I've retold this story either.
1: <laughs> I talk about this all the time.
2: One of
3: me, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was one of those things. I'd gotten into the studio, had a coffee, and I was you know like living my best life. And um, five minutes later, my landlord, the guy who works in the photography studio next door in the same building, knocked on the door and he said, "Hey, are you new, are your taps and stuff running? We're having some issues with the plumbing." So I opened the bathroom door to check if our taps are running. And as soon as I open the door, I look into the toilet and it's it's still with us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it just I was so desperate to get him out and I tried flushing. But, yeah, the building was having problems with the plumbing. So I knew it wasn't going away on its own. And this was the first time I was meeting this girl and I just couldn't. I just, it, it for some reason felt preferable for me to tell her about it. Than for her to see it, I did also have the option for her just not to know at all. But
2: yeah, (laughs) Yeah. choose
1: that one. (laughs) That's it. You could have just said like, "Oh, I'm really sorry, toilet, it's not working." Yeah. So, or I could have gotten rid
3: of it and just acted like I, you know, didn't touch poo, but yeah, didn't choose that one for some reason,
1: or or filled up a bucket. You could have done
3: that manual flush afterwards. I have told many, many people about this, but afterwards (laughs) that was the, every, this seems to be a toilet hack that everyone in the world knew except for me. (laughs) Now I know, now I know, and I don't need to um, handle poop so much anymore, but at the time I was ignorant.
0: (laughs) Have I told you this this story when, when I, I don't think I've told it on here, when I blocked a toilet on a train?
1: Yes, but tell it again. I don't think it was. It was also Edinburgh
0: involved as well. I was getting, I was getting a train home from Edinburgh. I've been to see my mates, and I was hungover. Got to the station late. Got something to eat. Ate it, and then well, oh, I need a poo. Did a massive poo in the in the bog designated area, and it wouldn't flush. But I was too hungover to deal with it, and I I feel a bit bad for it. But I was sat in seat number two. So I was facing the, number two. Yeah, wee. I was sat. I was, I was facing the trap that I'd just been in, essentially, and um, like a couple of people went like went in and went oh, oh and went to the next one, <laughs> but, but some blokes just went in there and weed on it, and it smelt awful
2: on and, it. Yeah. So and there was there was
0: you know you know in trains you got the, the toilet there, and if you're in those seats, there's a wall there that's always got an advert on it. It said on the advert, don't wait for us to come to you. Send us a tweet if there's anything wrong. It was this campaign they were doing about customer service. So I tweeted them said, I'm on this carriage, this train. Toilet's blocked. Can you come and sort it out? And they replied saying, yeah, cool, no problem. We'll send someone down. And then they didn't. So I tweeted them again and said, because by now people were like, actually going, it fucking stinks. What's the matter? So I tweeted them again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like and no one knew it was me only i knew only i knew that it was me no one was looking at me and going you fucking dirty cunt you just shit yourself in there and <laughs> it smells me. like that
3: guy over there yeah.
0: and uh, <clears throat> so i had a little nap woke up still stunk so i tweeted them again and they said oh we're really sorry just a mistake we'll send someone down there now and by this time we were like 25 minutes outside of london no one came to fix it and then they tweeted me a a day or two later, and said yeah, we are really sorry. We've looked into this. We didn't sort it out for you. We know it must have been awful sitting there. So we've refunded you your entire journey. So I got my hundred fifty quid, whatever, return money back wow. when it was my dump that had broken the thing anyway in the first place.
3: That is some proactive pooping. It is wow.
0: now. If I'd have only had like if that had been planned, genius.
3: Talk about toilet know. hacks! Oh my yeah. gosh!
0: Toilet life hacks, train hacks. Yeah. <laughs> Train hacks with Mick <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sure you take. Oh, on... we know. <laughs> Make sure you take on between eight and twelve pints of Guinness before you go. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your most viscous stool.
1: Oh. Anyway,
0: should we? Should we've we... had
1: enough, Peter. I know you don't like it, <clears throat>
0: so we'll we'll move on from poo unless it comes up um, organically later on.
1: Organically, <laughs> <laughs> that is probably
0: going to happen, it isn't more. it? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
1: um so last time I saw you we were at Den of Iniquity and now you're in your own shop
3: yeah I own my own little
1: private shop it's called Calamity
3: Tattoo um we're actually coming up on the two-year anniversary of opening it'll be oh my
1: God. Uh,
3: yeah I know can you believe it January 14th we'll have been in there two years well we'll have had the building two years we've <laughs> essentially been in there for like a year through all the lockdowns but no. yeah Two years later, we're still there. Wow. <laughs> is, is it world. just you, or have you? It's are you me and um to... my best friend Natalia, Natalia Rainey. Um, so me and Natalia did our apprenticeships together. Uh, we met in two thousand seventeen at Rock and Roll. That's where we both did our apprenticeships, and then we both left and went to Den together. Actually, she went a couple months before I did, and then I came and joined her. And then uh, a year later, we decided, hey, let's let's have our own little place. So
1: yeah it's always been me and Natalia together oh. <laughs> always will be <laughs> Gosh. so I I remember thinking this when I was up at den like when you said how long you'd been tattooed, and I was like what <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry <laughs> it's almost offensive like how amazing your tattoos are and were then way back when I god I don't know when that was maybe 2019 yeah 2019 was the year I was at then so this January
3: January 22nd will be it depends how long you count I don't know how to count these things but um January 22nd will be four years since I passed my apprenticeship and then I think I did my first tattoo ever like a year before that so four or five years and then whatever we call the pandemic years
1: (laughs) Um, yeah I'd say around four years oh so rock and roll is that which um which one was it that you're at I was initially I started in the Edinburgh studio which then got uh shifted
3: out to Musselboro which was uh like maybe just an hour outside of Edinburgh not even um but I Musselboro is a very small little like seaside town it's where old people go to die there's really nothing (laughs) nothing there a lot of work for me and um, I ended up doing days in Dundee and Glasgow as well so my apprenticeship schedule I was in Musselboro on Monday, Glasgow on Tuesday, Musselboro on Wednesday, Dundee on Thursday and then Musselboro on Friday so I was in a different city every single day but it's great I mean I met so many people and it really you know gave me the opportunity to expand my client base so it was loads of fun
1: <laughs> how did that work like as an apprentice because did you have did you not have like one mentor was it just like the shop that were I actually so when
3: I um rock and roll is a bit of a funny one the way that they ran their Instagram back when I applied was they took uh the work of every studio they have studios in different cities and they just posted it all on the same Instagram so I was like looking at the, the Rock and Roll Edinburgh Instagram and I was seeing all these like incredible neo-trad artists like you know Daryl Watson and Pioser G and my friend Gabby Vasquez and all this and um, I thought fuck the studio is amazing and so I applied for the Edinburgh studio I got there and there was two realism artists and <laughs> there wasn't a single trad artist there and um, they didn't know I was coming The the guy who owns rock and roll had taken me on and not even spoken to the artist to ask them or to tell them I rocked up and I was like, hi, I'm here to be your apprentice. And they were like, what? Um, So, I mean, they were absolutely great, incredibly talented and kind guys. They did so much for me, but um, it's uh, really a case of you have to take what you can. You get in as much as you get out, but you definitely, there was no mentors. You had to really, you know, tunnel your way in there. And um, when Piotr moved to Edinburgh, he really took me under his wing, but I wasn't anyone's apprentice specifically. And um, when we moved out to Musselbra, because it was this, you know, random town in the middle of nowhere, we had Piotr, who was the big uh, Neotrad artist. We had another Neotrad artist and it just meant me having no client base. Um, there was just no work for me there. So that's why they started shipping me off to anywhere that they. Someone came in wanting NeoChad work. They were like, "Oh, we'll get Beth up." So, <laughs> I actually, it worked out perfectly. It meant that I um I was always doing NeoChad from day one, um, and I got to expand my client base over a couple of different cities. But yeah,
1: <laughs> good laugh, <laughs> good laugh. <laughs> oh, that's mad! That sounds like the most different sort of like apprenticeship that we've heard about really (laughs) it was um I mean
3: like I
1: all rock and roll
3: everything they gave me my start and I wouldn't discredit them for that but it's unconventional to say the (laughs) least Um, it's uh yeah it's a a strange place for sure but I I mean I don't know anyone that would say I had an amazing apprenticeship it's the best time of my life but um mine was very strange (laughs) to say the least but
0: Hey, well, obviously <laughs> yeah
3: exactly exactly and one good thing about um working there that I always appreciated was that you basically got to do whatever you wanted from the start so it was like a pro and con thing that nobody really gave a shit what you were doing so on one hand no one gave a shit but on the other <laughs> hand no one gave a shit so you could you know <laughs> do whatever um so yeah I could like pump out flash and tattoo whatever I wanted and I just got to focus on art that I wanted to make from day one so
1: yeah it
3: it was almost like a fast track apprenticeship if you were willing to put in the time and effort to make it that so
1: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) when did you start doing your sad girls that's what you call them yeah (laughs)
2: Yeah. I just
1: only thought I was like wait (laughs) that was like late
3: 2019 I started drawing them and then 2020 when I moved into calamity is when they sort of Take off, took off, excuse me, and um, I guess became my thing, if I can say that. um I always wanted to do lady heads. I always do lady heads before I was tattooing. I used to be this big manga and anime nerd. So <laughs> I drew a lot of, you know, manga girls. And um, I think lady heads, it's something you have to have a style for. So um, yeah, when I when I started doing these crying girls (laughs) I guess there's a lot of sad people out there because
1: it seems to really resonate so um, yeah. (laughs) How long does it take you to do like um well how big do you normally prefer to do them?
2: It depends
3: I mean anywhere between sort of A4 and A3 paper I mean like if it's on a person I love my favorite placement on a body is like a good knee to hip kind of side oh, yeah. of the side of the thigh that's my favorite but um it depends a lot of the time when I start drawing I have absolutely no idea what it is that I'm about to do and then I just let it sort of happen as it is I tend to struggle a little bit more if I have something really specific in mind and I'm trying to achieve that whereas if I just go in a bit open-minded I mean I just um I go back to work tomorrow after Christmas and I just finished this design for tomorrow and like 20 minutes. That was uh, really fast. So oh, wow. Yeah. But then I've also spent like six hours on, you know, these girls before. So
1: very, wow. very much varies. How will you um get it tatted in a day if it was A4? Would it take multiple sittings? As long as the the
3: client can sit for it, I'm usually like I don't don't want to be cocky, but I think I'm quite fast. <laughs> um but yeah, if they can sit okay, I um am one of those people who just gets so in the zone of what i'm doing i just like won't eat won't stop i'll stay there until midnight if i have to people have to tap me out of tattoos because i'll just keep going forever and ever um but yeah generally like if it's a4 that would use i usually start my appointments at 11 and i'd be done like between six and eight something like that well
1: sounds painful yeah
3: yeah <laughs> tattoos are awful
1: <laughs> yeah but you've had so much work done like I've been seeing <laughs> you get I mean you're covered but I've been seeing your back piece and um, by Kat that I'd just been stalking and you've had like did Sneaky Mitch do both arms and your chest? Or um, so you
3: Mitch did my right arm and my chest Um. my friend Piotr did my other arm Kat has done my back my shoulders and my butt and um Claudia the sab the Sab, the Sabe. I'm sorry Claudia I
1: think it's the um, sab. I never we'll know. Okay. and Claudia yeah
3: <laughs> and Claudia has done my whole neck so this year or last year I should say we're only five days into this year last year we got done like a whole sleeve a chest a back and a butt and a neck that's a lot
2: that's yeah a lot of <laughs>
3: yeah as I say when I get in the zone of something I just will not stop until it's all done and that pretty much covers all facets of my life
1: but <laughs> have you got any space on your legs or anything
3: I have like odd gaps I've got um I think the biggest one is maybe like half of a palm size sort of thing so just like little bits and bobs here and there but um yeah I really this year that's the focus get all those clean sorted out the way um the biggest gaps I have left are my armpits <laughs> Um, But they're booked in. They're going to be covered soon. So, yeah. Who's doing them? Claudia. Claudia is going to do them for me as well. So I've got appointments in uh, March, April, May, because one side, I don't know which side, one side is much bigger than the other. Um, So hopefully between those three appointments, we should get all that done as well i'm not excited it's gonna be
1: awful (laughs) (laughs) apparently it's i like i haven't had them done but apparently it's not as bad as when you get close to the armpit like (laughs) so many people
3: are telling me that and i i'm just so desperately hoping that it's true but i have this horrible fear that i'm gonna cling to that and then i'm gonna get there and it's still gonna be fucking
1: awful
2: yeah Um, I, I,
1: i worry about like the healing afterwards, I would like not want to not wear deodorant and stuff. I don't even I don't even know how you begin to go about that.
3: Um, yeah. yeah. I guess it is smell. Yeah, and I do
1: already, so oh, <laughs> do
0: obviously. that for a fortnight. It's You've fine.
1: Covered the yeah, the perp. So <laughs> I be. Elvis has just come over just in case there's any background purring. He's just purring right into the muff and he's gonna show a bum. There's a bum. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Bless him. Um, where is Claudia? she in London? She's in London. So, do you know, I'm not, not super nervous
3: about the first two sessions, which are, I mean, I'm nervous pain-wise, but um, March and April, I think, are okay. But May is when it starts to get hot and London is fucking hot so Mm, I feel like that's gonna be an unpleasant um probably unpleasant for both me and her (laughs) (laughs) gods yeah the sweetest of sweet people so I'm sure that she will not (laughs) not tell me even if it's awful for her
1: And when you were getting your back done, I mean, how many trips to Ipswich have you made, which is literally like I could spit on Ipswich. You've been so, you've you've, like probably walked past, well, not walked past the shop, but you've definitely been very close to me. Oh, (laughs) do you know, I actually think that, did we not speak about this at
2: some point
3: long ago, I was going to come see you. Um, Uh, yeah I was like wait are you in Ipswich
1: and you're like yeah all all the time I was like what the
3: fuck (laughs) well you know so Kat is she has been one of my favorite artists favorite tattooers and just biggest inspirations for man as long as I can remember like six or seven years and I followed her back when she was living in Australia because that's where she's from and I was always like this
1: fucking girl just <laughs> sorry I was just sniffed my mouth that I so obviously got a high definition you he heard, he heard the
3: word cat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah she was she was still living in Australia and I thought okay how much skin could I save for her could I you know like if I could go over there and get a thigh or whatever done and then I saw she was moving to the UK and I was like fuck yes it couldn't be more perfect and I decided okay this girl's gonna do my back before I even you know looked into where Ipswich was um booked it in and then started checking trains and I was like where the fuck is Ipswich I've never heard of this (laughs) place before um so I don't even know how many trips I've taken down there because um, me and Kat became so close so quickly that uh, Um. we kind of alternate sometimes I'll go to Ipswich and then sometimes she'll come up to Edinburgh and stay with me and we'll tattoo in my studio so yeah (laughs) great are you finished it now not yet we've got maybe um like two more sessions to go but she's back home in Australia actually now she's going to be there till I think April um we actually it would have been done but we kept expanding it so when I first emailed her I had these like horrible old roses on my shoulders like very you know 90s shit um we called them cabbage roses because that's what they look like and uh when I emailed her about the back piece I actually apologized and I was like like I'm so sorry about that mess up there just keep your eyes down and we should be fine I didn't ask her to do anything with them I didn't think there's anything that could be done and I think we had um maybe two sessions together and we'd already become so close that she decided that she just could not leave this shit on my body.
2: Um, So she made
3: it her personal mission to find a way to cover them. So we took a couple of sessions away from the back, up to the shoulders, and then we did a couple more sessions on the back. And then we decided that my um, ass was too bare. So we took a couple of sessions away from the back and did both sides of my uh, butt cheeks and then (laughs) came back to the back. So I think we've got maybe two sessions to go. There's the two uh, big lady heads on either side are still blank, and uh, hopefully we can get get those two done in quick succession when she comes home, and that'll be us. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> is one of those sessions going to be in Ipswich? Yeah, I think so. The plan is because you know it's the two it's two halves of one lady face, and I know that once uh, once the first one's done, I'm just going to want the second one done. So when she comes home from um, Australia, what we're thinking of doing is like a, maybe a 10 day tattoo extravaganza. So I'll come down to Ipswich, have a session. Um, I'm reworking her sleeve at the moment as well. So maybe do a session on me, do a session on her, have a couple of days to hang out. And then both of us come back up to Edinburgh together, have a couple of days to hang out and then do a session on her, do a session on me and like finish it, uh, finish it up there, so. That would be cool. Oh, that sounds amazing.
1: No, you're just a ball full of sunshine. You're not even a person. <laughs> that's a good save. Good save. We'll continue with this interview. <laughs> oh, that's so nice because like I guess now your back just has so much more meaning than just Absolutely. when Absolutely. Oh man, I am. Um, I mean,
3: as I say, she was one of my idols for so long and there is that whole fear you know don't meet your heroes if she had I'm not that I ever thought for one second that she'd be a dickhead because I've stalked her for like seven years now and I good (laughs) stuff. but um the fact that (laughs) she seems to like me as much as I like her is just like mind-blowing to me um and it's yeah to be honest with you the back piece has kind of become like secondary once that's done, we're still gonna regularly see each other. I will be down in Ipswich regularly, she'll come up here. So, yeah, the back piece is, at the moment is just a thing that we're doing while we hang out, but like a necessary evil, if you will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you let me know next time you're down, and we'll have to definitely hang out as well. Absolutely, I can't believe that I
3: forgot. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, oh my god, <laughs>
3: you...
2: oh my god,
1: thanks. <laughs> I, I didn't.
0: Um, I have yeah. a question, and it is definitely going over old ground for
2: if it's poo listeners. then I'm hanging It's
0: nothing up. to do with poo, but oh. everyone knows how shit lockdown was, and all of that, but I just wanted to know being as you opened your shop in so close to the first lockdown how how did you cope how did you how did you Because presumably there's all this stuff you put in place that you're going into something new, you don't know anything, and then that happens and just im imagine. A lot of people did it and it would have floored them.
3: And we were like, I cannot express how fantastic both me and Natalia's client base is. Um, I have a predominantly female and LGBT client base. And there is this real like sort of family camaraderie about, about you know, um, these people and our shop and, they have just carried us through everything. They really looked after us. Um, I form very close relationships with most of my clients. I love to get to know them and I um, love to be a part of their life if only for a few hours. And those connections are really meaningful to me. <laughs> even if, uh, even if my clients walk away and they're like, well, she was weird. She kept talking <laughs> up <good." laughs> For me, like I really, really do care for them. And I, I feel like it goes both ways because never even for one moment did me and Natalia have to worry that we were going to go under for any reason. And when we did raffles, when we uh, did prints, when, you know, when we did anything, they were there, they carried us like we were so supported, man. I had clients who had appointments that were being pushed back, emailing me and saying, do you want me to just pay for this now? Um, oh I had that as well and it's it's so like oh I can't even express how much I you know care for these people and I don't think that they even realize um just exactly what they've done for us as though giving us our dream life wasn't uh enough already (laughs) (laughs) but they you know they really carried us through it so we also have the most fantastic landlords um they let us pay half rent for uh, for the time that we weren't in work. They really were sending us, you know, links to any grants that we could get or anything like that. So it just felt like, and obviously not just us, the whole world sort of came together. And I, as much as there was some really awful shady shit going on, um, certainly in our little corner, it felt like a lot of um, love and compassion was shown and everyone kind of came together and looked after each other. So um, yeah could not be more grateful for that but I can honestly say that we didn't have to worry for even a second like that's lovely yeah
1: it was great (laughs) it was great (laughs) that's so nice but it sounds like getting tattooed by you is like the full package (laughs) (laughs) yeah no
3: I probably am a bit too much for (laughs) for some people they probably just want to come in and get a tattoo but I am gonna I'm gonna be their friend (laughs)
1: Oh. with a companion
3: whether you want it or not
1: <laughs> <laughs> we like that with every podcast guest we have We're like we spoke to um Montana Law Montana Blue, who works at Shirley Rouge, and we spoke to him last night and so he'll be the episode before you and we both text each other after and Mick and I and we're like, we want to be friends with him. And Mick's like, I will make him my friend.
2: Oh, <laughs> it just oh literally happens. God.
1: Everyone we're like, Oh my god, I love them. Or well, we'll text and we're like, Well, I fell in love with them. Yeah. <laughs> just... well, I have kind of the opposite of that coming in. Not that I
3: not kind <laughs> of yes yesterday. Well I hate you both, so
0: it's fine. <laughs> when, um,
3: <What's> <laughs> I am um, with us yeah well <laughs> give me hold on <laughs> I, um, <laughs> look we'll a, talk about poo okay I'll let you do a, it I mean, all it takes <laughs> to win me <laughs> over um no I just um like a chronically shy person I didn't think that I was gonna make it as a tattooer because I didn't think that I had the personality type for it. I'm not like macho by any sense um, and so I have this sort of <laughs> chronic I guess insecurity that I'm annoying people or that people don't like me um and so oh. when you messaged me and asked if I would be on this podcast I was like oh my god <laughs> I can't believe this like she actually <laughs> likes me <laughs> um, oh. I was about, just about wanted to cry so thank you very
1: much for having me oh so I literally like when people uh, say stuff like that it's just nuts to me that the people know what the podcast is that people listen to it and that anyone would give us like any time to do oh, it
3: I listen fun. to it when I'm doing my makeup I've spoken to my clients about it before I have oh clients my God. <laughs> like oh, yeah, I was I was listening to um like I have tattoos from a couple of the people you've had on like Elliot and Daryl and stuff like that and if I mention them they'll be like Oh, yeah yeah i was listening to him on this um podcast how much for a sleeve and i'm like i was listening to that too <laughs> we're all listening
1: <laughs> yeah, oh awesome. my god that's so weird i can't believe it <laughs> Here we hear you <laughs> we'll
0: better get some stories that aren't about fucking cats and shit
1: i'm here to ruin it <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. I bet <laughs> Nick probably cuts them out actually, i stop listening. <laughs> I don't have any sneak in there.
0: Nah, they're, they're all in, they're locked in, they ain't going anywhere.
2: How
3: much for a I just love the six days, I love super kitschy, tacky. Me and Natalia have this thing, we both have the same taste and like clothes and furniture and stuff like that. And sometimes we'll send each other links to things. And it's always the response is always that is so
1: hideously ugly. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love an ugly, like house thing, like these. This sort of shit. I got one, another one of these today. They're leopard. Oh, so I know. Good. let me go get him. Yeah, um, and I remember like when I got that. Uh, mustard eyeball lamp I remember you commented or sent me a message you're like if you ever want to sell this oh, I yeah and I stand by that to this day I thought about it recently because I didn't really have a space for it but now it's going to go in the dressing room so sorry but you. I remember that you wanted it so when I do sell it it's yours <laughs> for sure I actually
3: looked up I tried to find one somewhere but an- Reproductions are never the same. If it's not like authentically
1: yeah. vintage, they
3: just—they're actually ugly, as opposed to like cool ugly.
1: Yeah, that's it. Trying it's too small, hard, aren't they? I trying
3: got
0: makeup. Yeah. Sorry. Just trying to make like they're trying too hard to make something cool, but it's not...
1: posers
3: Yeah, it's just robbing
0: robbing someone else's thing, in it.
1: That one I got on spot, and I paid twenty pound for it. And then um, someone I follow on Instagram, (laughs) her Instagram is that uh, 70s House Manchester. Yes, I follow them. (laughs) Oh, Estelle, she's so great. And she, at one point, was on this show on BBC called The Bidding Room, and she bought one on there, and I think she paid £350 for it. And I sent her a message, and I was like, I just bought this for £20. (laughs) That's
0: out of order, nasty.
1: (laughs) We'd sent messages, like, back and forth before, because, like, I literally just, like her house is an absolute wet dream to me it's amazing but um she you was the, like Good
0: do, know, do you know the comedian Mike Bubbins have you heard of him he's been on telly he's he's about probably late 40s but he um yeah drives a 1970s car has his house as soon as you walk in it it looks like it's from the 1970s apart from the oh, TV
1: lush oh my god Beth I bet you love this as well <gasps>
3: Oh my god there is a page on Instagram that I follow that seems to find these and I think in the states all the time and they uh, always post them for sale and I just they make my heart melt I actually have uh, one that's similar but it's like sort of less oriental upstairs it was my grand's, um, but it's this oh unique, wow. beautiful beautiful bust lamp and i'm
1: like oh i just love them i just love them. I, love them I love them i saw it on facebook marketplace like i refuse to pay a lot for stuff like i think because my mum is an antique dealer it's in my blood to bargain it's like find a bargain and um i saw it on facebook marketplace and i sent the woman a message and it, it hadn't like gone through it it was nothing it was like 20 pound or something <laughs> and it hadn't gone through and, or she'd read it and not replied, and I was like, I want this fucking lamp so much. So I, like, like made another Facebook profile so I could go on a message from another account, and I was like, look, I really want it. And she was like, oh, yeah, great. Sorry, I didn't see your other message. Something happened, and I was like...
3: <laughs> this, I there's would, a, be a weird mania when it comes to, like, antique shopping, like, one-off stuff, that you're like, this is life or death.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is-
0: because you know that there isn't there isn't another one like it or if if it does it's could be anywhere
1: there are a few things in my life that i've not bought and i think about still i it it haunts you forever forever (laughs) Forever, one one was a taxidermy canary in a little dome and it must have been 10 years ago and i fucking so gutted and another thing now that I'm looking for a dressing table, it's pissing me off. It was like, it was a corner dressing table and it was teak. It was on three legs. It was made by Avalon, the 60s brand. And, um, but it fit in the corner and it was so compact and it was lush. And the guy wanted quite a lot of money for it. And I was like, I haven't really got anywhere to put it. Like, (laughs) didn't do it. And then as soon as I went, I was like, fuck it, I'll just go get it. I went back and it had gone and I've regretted it ever since yeah and that's I, the guy i bought this stuff from today that's where i bought it from and i was like i can't believe you sold that and didn't make me have it <laughs> He was like sorry
3: <laughs> i had i remember this you know in friends when joey and chandler get that big white dog you know yeah big, so i <laughs> saw something like that in a charity shop one time but it was like a thousand times more hideous I want to say it had like this big thick fur on it but it was you know giant dog statue again it was just it was so ugly that I just loved it so much and I couldn't get it the day that I was there and I saw it for whatever reason I guess I couldn't get it home and the next day I was with my boyfriend at the time And I wanted to go so bad, but I was too self-conscious to get this dog in front of my boyfriend (laughs) for whatever reason or say that I wanted to get it. I don't know probably why the relationship fell apart, but um, I went back a couple of days later and it wasn't there. And I always thought there's certain things that are so hideous that I think I'm the only person in the world who could want this. (laughs) Who took that? Who has it? And why?
1: Why? Yeah, yeah. There was this, um, it was a 70s coffee table and it was at local skip shop. They've got an awesome shop up there. There's so much good stuff at, the lo- at your local tip shop. Like just go there. I've bought so much stuff from my local tip. Um, but it was it was a black panther, like ceramic panther as the base of the coffee table uh, with uh, an oval glass top. and um uh, yeah they put it on their marketplace they put it on a facebook page and i was somebody sent it to me and i was like oh my god (laughs) even though i've got i've got like a g plan astro coffee table which i had um coveted for so long and then i got a good deal on one so i like i totally couldn't have had it i would never have been able to choose between my g plan or this panther but i would have fucking found a home for it but yeah it sold i was good one
3: time when i was walking home
1: past this um
3: it was a fridge on the side of the road like a you know sort of meter high uh under counter fridge and it was by the side of uh side of the road like next to a skip it was clearly broken but it's a panda so like the door it's got these um these ears on it like it's it's designed to look like a a little panda bear (laughs) and um I just couldn't I couldn't not have this thing so I called one of my friends and he brought his truck over we got this fucking panda bear fridge and I it doesn't work <laughs> it's not a functional fridge but I couldn't leave it and it's been in my back garden for like five years now just <laughs> living in the wild yeah being a panda as it should be but I yeah I could not walk away from it <laughs> have you thought about taking it to the zoo and seeing if it'll mate? You could breed I it.
0: about it. work. was a
3: man for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the lady's back again. Can we check yeah. down? And, uh... The girl with the I...
2: fridge
1: is here. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I've got my head stuck in the bars at Edinburgh Zoo, the penguin enclosure. <laughs> and I, I literally, it was so embarrassing last week when I was up, like it was so cold as we well. We need some more uh, information here. Like, How did that happen? I was, <gasps> I was like, I think it must have been i don't know pretty young maybe like eight eight. (laughs) it wasn't really last week yeah um i can't really remember i just remember like put deciding it would be a fun thing to do to put my head through the bus and then got stuck so my mum had to like get some soap Um, but i used to go because i lived in five um so we my mum used to send me to ennbrose for they did these like summer holiday camps it was awesome we would like feed was that a rabbit
3: yeah rabbits are
1: going crazy back here oh they heard you talk about the panda and they got jealous <laughs> yeah they're
3: pissed about it <laughs> sometimes they um so i know dogs do this rabbits get zoomies where yeah. they just suddenly have a burst of energy and they go like flying around the
0: room so, oh. so my, cat, my cats do it always after they've had a shit yes. Yes. Have a yeah, shoot, yeah. After his food.
1: here we go again <laughs> how many times if anyone if anyone is bothered please tell us how many times said poo in this episode
0: (laughs) sorry everyone sorry everyone
3: I should have warned you when
1: you asked me to come on
3: here (laughs) like trigger warning
1: (laughs) I'm a poop talker (laughs) you uh, have got your favorite subject of poo in and I've got my favorite subject of vintage stuff in and Mix
0: uh, had a hard
3: on the whole way through, so if that's, that's his favourite, yeah, yeah. Well, so we're
0: all happy. A I successful was... pod. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something actually about um antique because I collect transformer toys, so I have I like I've got quite a decent whack of the late eighties, mid eighties ones, and when I see one and I haven't got any money, I'm not. Or I don't buy one for whatever reason because it's got a bit missing or something. I don't get that, you know, that thing you were saying that you you see something Fear you of want it because, missing it because you can because I know there'll be another one because there were so many of exactly the same things produced. So I, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting it's I've never I don't the stuff I collect is all there's loads of them.
1: I I like stuff. I like stuff that there is a lot of. Like I really like sixties sunburst clocks, which are got lots of like teak or metal spikes coming out of them and there's a lot of them but I love stuff that I think I'm unlikely to see and it's the stuff that I'm sad about is things that I've never seen again
3: actually do you know I those clocks in particular I've wanted one for maybe like three or four years and I it since getting the studio in particular really really wanted one and I look them up all the time But because they're so readily available, I never buy them because there's no like rush like oh I have to get this now. I always think oh I'll just get that at some other point. I never end up getting them.
1: (laughs) I was always looking for the perfect one or like one at the right price, and I ended up buying four in the space of about two weeks because I won a lot at auction where there were two because one was a bit special. It was like it was sort of elongated. It was long, so the the rays like horizontal rays were much longer than the vertical rays and then um and it just had like a normal like circular one with it and then I went to an anti- like a vintage shop in um Norwich and somebody had sold he'd been a collector and had taken in he there were like 200 on the walls wow. and because they had so many they were selling them for like 20 quid so I just chose like two of my favorite and I was like and this was in lockdown so I was buying and selling a lot of vintage stuff just as a way to make some money so that's why I bought bought four (laughs) and I've kept one and I sold the rest but yeah I know what you mean like you could definitely go on eBay and just find a million at the moment yeah yeah, exactly but um
3: yeah I I'm exactly the same way as you and I see something that I've never seen. It doesn't matter like what my financial situation is at the time, if I'm trying to save money or whatever, if something is there and I know I'm never going to see it again, like everything else goes out the window. This is the only thing in my world <laughs> right yes. now, whatever this, like the other day I um, I went into my local charity shop and they had this like amazing taxidermy pigeon and it cost like, you know, like a hundred and something quid. And I hadn't gone in to spend money, but it was like, it was like a non-negotiable. It's like, well, obviously I'm buying this pigeon. Like, it didn't even matter how much yeah, it Yeah, sometimes I'm it buying. just, you're like,
1: yep. No, yeah, that was here for me, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> saw oh,
2: name.
1: A pigeon. I don't have a pigeon. What's his name?
3: <laughs> I don't name objects.
1: <laughs> but it, I mean, it's not an object. Whoa, it's a pet.
3: I know, but I don't know his name. Who am I <laughs> to name this guy? <laughs> How rude!
1: <laughs> He's already my first dead. bit. My first bit is um, was a seagull. I'll show you.
2: Stephen.
3: Yeah, my pigeon's in a, a glass case like this as well. Actually, I wonder if you can see. He's um. He's here in this corner. He can't really see, but
1: not really see. Oh, but He's this there. is Stephen.
3: <laughs> it was in an instant. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. I my first bit of taxidermy I stole. Um, <laughs> I have this. Uh, in fact, I shouldn't. I shouldn't disclose what I'm about to say. But skipping that, um, when I left Rock and Roll, I stole a taxidermy badger. It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is like mounted it's just the head it's like mounted on this uh you know fancy frame thing and it's got a monocle and a little uh a little shirt and tie oh so, like, i also stole a tattoo bed but you know well, it was <laughs> it was actually do you know what the bed itself was actually piotr's and piotr had already left and i know that he would want me to have it so <laughs> No one
1: wanted me to have the badger except for me, so I just take that. <laughs> take that too. And um, one of my customers sent me a, um, a TikTok video yesterday, and she was like, "See, my anxiety is justified." And it was just this like compilation of people falling off tattoo beds. Oh, fuck no. But I was like, I looked at it. I was like, "That's a cheap Chinese bed. Like, that's no tattoo shit. Mine is fucking heavy. There's no way it's gonna tip." I did see it happen once on one of the proper
3: metal beds but what had happened was um so you know you know the big metal like dentist chair beds they've got the the long base and then the bed sits on top of it the tattooer had just I think accidentally swiveled the bed so they were kind of you know at like a, a cross with each other and the girl um she leaned back on it and the whole thing toppled <gasps> over and this girl I swear to god
1: did
3: a full like backwards roll onto the floor
1: it was awful it was awful oh my god see ours are so heavy like but I know I try not to put it like a sort of cross angle right angle to its base I always think like with the I fucking hate it when people have just got like a massage table like a fucking pasting table I'm like I'm going straight (laughs) through that
2: yeah I am. Um,
3: I I do worry about that sometimes because I have a massage bed, um, and it's never happened to me that someone's like broken it. But people have told me stories. Uh, Mitch has told me that he's lost several beds. <laughs> he's had a, a few people go through beds before. Um, it would be my nightmare. I would I would hand the client the keys. And I would walk out of the studio and I'd say, This is yours now. I'm never coming back. <laughs> and I would I would just keep walking forever. <laughs>
2: we've,
1: we've had it where a guy put his knee in the in like the middle part, like the seam, the sort of um the fault line as such. And it just folded in. But that was back back when we had like paper beds now we've got tatso chairs and i feel much happier about sitting on them
0: <laughs> i got danny a um a massage one of those urban massage where they come around with those tables but they fold up like a little briefcase so oh, yeah so they unfold that in your front room and you have a massage in your house so i got one of them was when groupon was cool like 30 quid oh. should have been 100 and the the Woman who was doing it was like, uh, okay, just relax. And she kicked one of the legs by mistake and it folded in. So the forward <gasps> that we know. So as Danny was trying to relax, she just sort of slid down, slid <laughs> off the front of it. I
3: mean, that's so, a different kind of relaxation, but. Yeah. Okay. Kind.
0: Like, fucking nearly had a heart attack. You can't.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, funny. um I've realized that we've been on here for so long already. I wanted to ask you about um, was it the Total Tattoo London convention? poster that you've
2: drawn i didn't, I didn't catch that. that oh
1: could
0: you try again Fuck off, um
1: Siri. no it's okay thanks Bye, phone my apple watch <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to shit today isn't it
0: fun yeah. it's all fine it's all manageable
3: but yeah uh, like a couple of months ago uh i got a message from total on instagram um asking if well it was it was perry who runs it he asked if i Uh, was free sometime for a call because he wanted to ask me a favor and again like me just being the like chronically uh self-conscious person I was like oh he's firing me he's firing me from the tattoo world like this is me I'm (laughs) done I'm (laughs) cancelled yep that's me saying pack your bags and get out of here Beth um so Uh, with you know vomit in my throat we uh we spoke on the phone and he you know said that he was going to do this new convention for London and he'd love me to do the poster and I swear to god I was like in some kind of a fever dream I couldn't like believe that he was asking me this um it's so cool (laughs) such an honor I feel like that's the kind of thing that you know, not everyone will get to do something like that in their career. And I cannot believe that I, I got the chance to do it. Um, but yeah, such a, such a complete honor. And um, yeah. very beautiful. Thank you. Worked, he He said to me, he was like, Look, don't worry too much about it. If I were you, I would just take one of your other drawings and, uh, you know, like, transform it. Don't work too hard on it. And I was like, don't work too hard on it. This guy hasn't hit <laughs> me before. I worked too hard on literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to draw him? Um, maybe, like, like three days, something like that. Because what was I doing? Was I, No, I was working was I working? I feel like I was in lockdown but again I might have just been in like a total like trance of getting this thing done but I think it took like three hours maybe like not three hours excuse me like three days maybe 20 hours altogether something like that. Um, Again he hadn't imposed the time limit on me but I was just an absolute like I can't believe that they've asked me to do this I have to get it done as soon as possible as good as I can. Um, so I got it done I think within like a couple weeks of the masking and then uh, it happened to coincide with uh, my first appointment with Claudia so I was coming down to London anyway and I asked if there was anyone um, around that I could like bring it to um, so that it didn't get lost in the mail or anything like that so I met him in London and what a nice guy oh my gosh nicest everyone's so nice
1: (laughs) oh everyone is nice I've never met Perry but I've been trying to pester him to get him on the pod. Maybe you're our way in. Okay, I'll pester him. I'll do yeah. it. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I saw in your most recent drawing that you put on Instagram that you were using um, Prismacolors. Mm-hmm. Um, but what blew my mind was that you said you normally use Promarkers, is it? Uh, Corpics, yeah.
2: I, um
3: Corpix. Because again, I, I grew up like a little manga kid. <laughs> so I always, always use markers. Um, and yeah, I, I suck at painting. I'm the worst painter in the world. So when I was in high school and I was taking art and stuff, uh, I started using markers to do bigger pieces. And um, yeah, that's the the medium that I've always used. But because I do, I hand draw my designs. I spend a lot of time sketching and stuff. So I thought that maybe working with coloured pencils might be a bit more familiar with the way that I um, draw these days. And it's been really fun. <laughs> I think just making art in any way is really fun.
1: <laughs> I can't believe you get that result from, um, from like, a marker. It's it's nuts. And, the like, the pencil. Like, you are so talented. You really are, like, really talented. It blows <laughs> my mind, actually. I'm so jealous. <laughs>
3: well, I always say that if it's color then i'm i'm good like i color just makes sense in my brain i can sort of see it and i don't need to think about it and um you know it it comes very naturally i suck at black and gray i am so i cannot wrap my head around it. black work and the the stuff that you do i can not for a fucking you know a second could i even begin to fathom how you do that so oh my
1: god it's absolutely nothing like compared to what you do oh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 saw I
2: disagree.
1: say this like um I got tattooed by Holly West Holly told me to once and she does really cute colorful stuff and she said the same she was like I can't understand color and I was like no she said I can't understand black and gray my mind is in color and I said I cannot understand color I've never worked in color I don't get it my brain does not understand how you could possibly get that blend like
2: how I feel about
3: black and gray like in my head (laughs) color is simple because you've got your dark your medium and your light and you just blend one into the other and that you know creates its dimension and its separation and stuff like that but when you're working with black you need to know where is like solid black what where the the washes go where the blank skin goes anytime i've tackled black and gray it ends up looking either all tonal so all the same or all too dark or all too light i just can't i cannot yeah can't
2: do it <laughs> nice, not. Man.
3: Yeah, we're all meant for different things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what would be your, what's your like standard setup? What machines do you use and needles and things? I'm actually having a bit of a machine disaster right now.
3: Um, my first machine ever was an FK Irons um, Spectra Edge X, which I absolutely adore. It's a fantastic packer. Like it breathes color into skin. It's so easy. So I had my first one for four years and then it eventually shit the bed and died which you know like happens um so when that happened actually Kat lent me a couple of machines so at the moment I've been using I mean I have other things but like you know they don't do the same job um so recently I've been using a, a Spectra Zion and it's like I like it but it doesn't it takes a lot longer to get the same results so um I recently got a new Spectra and oh, gosh, I was so happy for like two days. Uh, I it it felt like, you know, having my hands back again. And then I was halfway through a tattoo and I don't know what happened, but it just like snapped and broke. Um, oh my. I know. And it was exactly the same thing that happened with the first machine. But um, I took it all apart. Like I unscrewed. it. I took the motor out. I tried everything. I, you know, like re-oiled it. I reset it all cannot get it to work. I've been looking up online, um, loads of people are reporting the same problem, but they're saying like, it's just the design flaw. Like there's nothing that can be done about it. So um, I'm like really in two minds at the moment about what I should do if I should send it back to FK and say like, hey, can you fix this or send me a new one? Or if this is going to be a consistent problem then do I just get something else? But yeah. So if you have any recommendations.
1: Um... Uh, yeah. I mean, not for colour.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but, yes. Yeah, send in your recommendations, everyone. Come and help Beth, and she'll give you lots of free tattoos. Yes, I will. I'll do it.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, like, I I love quadrant needles. I love eternal ink, although who knows what the mm.
2: face of the,
3: the ink world is going to look like from now on. Um, that's terrifying.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: fuck.
3: It's really... Um, too much for my brain to comprehend what's actually going to happen there this is why being a black and grey artist is probably <laughs> the way to go forward
1: yeah maybe but there's going to be a lot more black and grey artists
3: <laughs> soon <laughs> or people who do very like monotone <laughs> like <reds. laughs> yeah. I, I, maybe this is uh, you know a bit ignorant of me but I just can't see it happening like I signed yeah. the petitions and stuff but I just can't like believe a reality in which we don't have these pigments and if nothing else I feel it's only going to push people to use some really shady illegal
1: uh, illegal stuff. I keep thinking that maybe we'll end up going back to like powder pigment mix your own get some Listerine get some vodka. (laughs) I just I
3: don't see any other way about it we've come this far in the industry these days with the tattoos that are being produced like it's a whole new art form um yeah. it, it can't go back so if this one particular avenue is being blocked and people are gonna find another way around it and yeah know, if the concern is safety <laughs> they're really not making the smartest uh, move here
1: yeah absolutely it's a bit like lidocaine when they blocked The use of like numbing agents people still use them but just label them up differently so or ship them
3: in from somewhere else like it becomes more expensive but people are still doing it
1: yeah definitely do you ever use any numbing cream or anything when you get tattooed
3: I get tattooed no I've never um I mean like I have I have back in in the shop and uh I'll You know, use that. If like, if the artist has it, I'm never gonna say no to it. But it's very (laughs) important to me that I look cool in front of my tattoo peers. (laughs) (laughs) Tattooers are like celebrities to me, so like I same. (laughs) Yeah, I want them to think that I'm like really impressive, and they'll say, "Oh, how's that?" And I'll say, "Yeah, man, that's cool. I don't even feel it, but inside I'm I'm wasting away. Um, (laughs) I've never used numbing cream before." Up. Oh. I've heard. I've heard it's actually worse. It makes it more painful in the
1: long run. It can do when it wears off. Yeah, I use it all the time now because yeah, I fucking yeah. hate getting tattooed. Yeah,
3: it doesn't. I hate it too.
1: <laughs> oh, I hate! I just hate it so much. I just and I'm the same. I just don't want to cry in front of somebody. I think is awesome.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I um, I always, you know the that i'm going to get tattooed as like an event for me you know like i'll get up early and i'll make myself look really cool and i'll like you know bring cool clothes and stuff and i'll walk in with like a fake accent and you know really put my best (laughs) fit forward and then by the end of the day, I'm like sweating and my makeup's running down my face. And I've probably got bald patches from having pulled my hair out. And I just don't even know why I put in the effort in the first place. I you know, cannot
1: look cool getting tattooed. <laughs> I always think that. I've like rubbed off all my makeup. I've forgotten I'm wearing lipstick and I've like, brought- Man, <laughs> it will my face like just going like that and
2: then
3: you get like I'll get clients coming in in like their pajamas and they'll bring a pillow and I'm like yes this is the yeah. way to do it
2: but definitely
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> when I, I got tattooed by Daryl recently and I went in with like I put numbing cream on and um and he was like, I'm getting some red flags here. And I was like, oh, I will Darryl say
3: Daryl okay. is one to talk. He's I know. Guy. And he's so open about it as well.
1: Yeah,
2: he I know Daryl,
1: but come on, Daryl. I sat well. It was fine. Plus it was like the inside of my knee. Give me a break. Um, And it didn't, it didn't. Well, it did work a bit, but he was like, is it numb? And I was like, no. He's like, is it right? And I was like, Yeah. Meanwhile it's completely numb I can't feel fuck off (laughs) He's like is it sore? I'm like you know it's sore but I'm fine
2: (laughs) I can handle (laughs) it
1: It's nothing (laughs) 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 But you know like after using numbing cream So he did that on the inside of my knee and then um, Danielle started like a sort of second like a blast over sleeve And she, I didn't put any numbing cream on that. That healed within like a week. And Daryl's that I had done in November is still dry and itchy. Like it took ages to heal. And that's the numbing cream.
2: Yeah, I
3: am. So Kat has has spoken about this before because when she got a, a lot of her work done years and years ago, she um said that her artist was quite big on numbing cream and not only did it take a lot longer to heal it's a lot more like scarred up and faded and stuff like that oh um, really yeah so I mean maybe that was the artist but uh it's something you know that I'll always say to clients if they email me which they do sometimes ahead of time asking about numbing cream I'm always like look it's up to you if you want to use it but these are the like xyz things that i've heard about it which is you know it can wear off it can make it more difficult to tattoo and um it can make it heal worse and so if you still want to do it that's on you and usually yeah i do <laughs> as well
1: yeah. fuck putting it on for a day sitting though because when that shit wears yes. off yeah. Fucking yeah hell, it's worse
3: you're setting yourself up for failure if you're going on for a day
1: yeah absolutely yeah, definitely. Fuck that. And <laughs> um, we have a question that we ask everybody, which is if you were on a desert island and you could choose three tattoos to be with you, who would you want to be there with?
2: To be
3: with me like
1: like my friends.
3: and <laughs> um, It could be friends yeah, there, or it could there be like no entertainment. There... Yeah. Anything. Obviously, I have to bring Natalia with me because I cannot go anywhere (laughs) without her. Um, (laughs) Ha, of course, again, because I cannot live without her. And then I bring my friend Ria. Um, Ria, fuck, I'm going to butcher her surname. Baronechia? Baronechia? I don't know. There's like 60 different letters in that. She's a tattooer (laughs) in Glasgow. Um, Again, one of these people that I really looked up to for years and years. And then I met her and we fell in love. And She is the only person who can match me when it comes to poop talk, when it comes to like (laughs) embarrassing boy talk. Like we are one in the same person. And as much as I love Kat and Natalia, I need someone (laughs) who gets me. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to make me feel normal for the rest of my desert island life. So
0: (laughs) that's easily the quickest answer we've ever had
3: yeah definitely (laughs) you were straight on that well do you know i don't have like a big group of friends but the ones that i have are closely solid close and selected and yeah
0: i don't i don't think we're gonna we're gonna penetrate that circle lucy so i think we'll have to write off that
3: you need to you need to come up with some more poop stories
0: i mean man (laughs) there's only i
1: can't do them
3: there's only one way
0: in with me and it's that, right i'll you can you can use them so say you say yours.
1: give second <laughs> yeah i could give secondhand poop stories <laughs> there you go yeah okay no matter where the poop comes from i mean <laughs> it all comes from one be... place though doesn't it really exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> on that note um. Thank you so much. It's just I can't believe how much time has passed. We've just been chatting, and it's um. I'm glad we got a bit of tattoo talking there. Otherwise, we would <laughs> have just had whole episode from the off. It was awesome. And um, please, oh, quickly, please. Have you got a um rabbit near you that you could just like show us? I know um, what one. Yeah. Like, hold on. Let's just use. gotta get some pet cast in there.
3: Okay, this guy's solid black, so I don't know how well you oh, yeah. oh my god,
0: god he's, he's a big lad, I isn't he? Really Look at his legs. <laughs> his feet.
3: Yeah, so his name is Trouble. Um, this is actually the one who's been uh stomping all night. So oh, making trouble sore penis. No, no, actually, he doesn't have a sore penis, it's the other one that has a sore penis in here. Did we talk
1: about this? Before we started recording,
0: can't remember. It was-, was it on the pod? <laughs> yes,
1: we did. No, I think so. It was- um, <laughs> anyone listen will be like, "What?" Yeah.
0: Should I everyone know I about a rabbit penis?
1: penis? I mean,
3: I do. Again, like I, I don't make any secret of it. Um, one of my rabbits has a penis infection at the moment unfortunately
0: oh.
3: <laughs> we're dealing with it we're being poor, brave <laughs> does, oh. does a rabbit
0: like to be like to be stroked like that like a cat same same shit
3: yeah i mean they're um naturally very timid animals but oh. like uh so trouble is one of Selkie's babies um i was there when Selkie gave birth and uh, I held him within about 10 seconds of him yeah. being born and that was actually I remember during... this yeah it was during the first lockdown Um, so I was in here in the office I had taken the cushions off my sofa and I'd made a bed for myself on the floor and I oh. slept in this room for two months so that I could be with Selke and the babies and um, oh. every day after she nursed them I had to you know feel them make sure everyone had had got their fill and I like hand uh hand milk some of them stuff like that so um milk trouble and kelpie who are the the three wee boys um are very used to me (laughs) they've had me in their life from literally the second that they were born so yeah they're good and used to it oh they're naturally very anxious animals so you really have to build up that relationship with
1: them do they make any sort of noise like cats purr Rabbits they... purr as well do they If you stroke them they'll purr they also um
3: this is <laughs> before you have them neutered they honk they make this oh. little horny honking noise it's just it's the cutest it's like a pigeon <laughs> oh but um yeah when they they come up to each other and they're feeling a little bit frisky they'll make this uh little honking noise <laughs> even with their sisters yeah, with anyone, they'll do. Yeah, they have no limits.
1: <laughs> this eat like, with each other, whoever, even with me, their brothers, so much in common with rabbits. <laughs> Honking <laughs> at your sister, <laughs>
0: <laughs> trying to fuck my brother and penis infections. It's it so, <laughs>
1: so, so many similarities. Massive ears.
3: Not that different.
1: Aside. They're not. They're not. Normal bored size. Rabbits, though. No. <laughs> um oh thank you for introducing us hi trouble and uh <laughs> it's been such a, a pleasure to have you on thank you so much
3: yeah, it
0: was fun thank, thank you
1: for having me i'm so
3: sorry <laughs> <laughs> for everything <laughs> sorry Maybe for all to, of it
0: it's
2: all good
3: in my People's head love it. i've been rehearsing this for like days prior to coming on here i was like sat here talking to myself imagining giving this Real professional tattoo interview, and I just came in and literally shit all over
1: it. I I love it. it. We are not professionals. If it was a professional interview, it would be a different podcast.
2: Agreed.
3: It'll be interesting though to see if I uh, gain or lose clients based off of this. (laughs) Could go either
1: way. I'm probably the
3: ones that I gain are not the ones that I want. So that's That's true. true.
1: That is very true. Oh well, I'm sure we'll both get tattooed by you, but I don't want to hold a whole day. I don't like that. <laughs> I'll get a little one. <laughs> yeah, I'll get Nasty. a little one. That'd be fine. <laughs> when I come to, can Edson? I do a miniature crying, like a miniature sad girl, like a postage I stamp sad girl? I like would that.
3: love to do like a like a little version of one. Okay, let's do that then. When I come to Ipswich from my tattoo extravaganza, yes, I can set you in when when I'm there because I'll be there. Yes,
2: for
1: days, least. awesome. Or I'm I'm trying to come up to Scotland more. So, or I'm or happy. I'll to... be there too. Yes, <laughs> here all the time. <laughs> if just because I'm not traveling as much, I just thought oh, I'm just really going to try and get home more often. So, um, let's do two: Ipswich and Edinburgh. And then I'll make you my friend. Um, I'll bring the poo stories. <laughs> You'll
3: um, have to bring the poo with you as well. You can't hold it all that time. It's not I can you.
1: It's not good for you. <laughs> We're going to have to cut this out. People are going to hear it <laughs> 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 On that bombshell.
2: Yes.
0: That bombshell.
2: <laughs> thank you very
0: much. That was thank loads you. of fun. Thank for you for
2: having me. Oh, nice thank fun. you. Take, Take care, out. see you soon. Bye.